0: All right, Chime Time. Here we go, baby. Three, two, one.
1: It's time now for the BetQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm the host, but I'm not the star of today's edition of BetQL on this uh, Friday. BetQL Boston, Friday the 13th. Not unlucky for Chris Scheim, who swept the card last night. Uh, Bruins and Hurricanes, game six. We'll get to your celebration here in a second, because I know yep. you have a lot of things to celebrate. Pat yourself on the back, all that stuff. So I'm between two nicknames for you. Ooh, Two nicknames. okay. And, and maybe if, like you want to follow, if you want to follow us on Twitter at BetQLBoss, Boston, you have any suggestions that are better than this, that's fine. But two nicknames, because we have, obviously, Mr. Ice is Elio from Barstool, great hockey handicapper, funny guy, horse handicapper. So you can, we, I can't call you Mr. Ice. That's nope. taken. Okay? So two other potential nicknames for the greatest hockey handicapper I right know. You ready? Ooh, I like this. Okay, I'm listening. Prince of the Pucks. Oh, I like that. Or Triple H, the Husky Hockey Handicapper. <laughs>
1: those are those are great. Uh, formerly, when it was back, back when it was the uh, Dale and Keefe program in the middays, I was known as Slapshot Scheim.
0: That's another one, too. That's kind of... Uh, uh, we, we can't use that one. we got to put that aside. Yeah,
1: you're right. They retire that one. I do love the Prince of Puck line, though.
0: Sold. Prince of the Pucks, Chris Shime. We'll celebrate right now. Tell the people. I saw the tweet last night. 4 0 on the picks. You yes, talked sir. me out of the under, which I disregarded anyway and played the under. That did not Bad work out. Tarot Hall didn't work out. But it was, it was, it was fun money because I'm dipping my toe in hockey. Yep. You're the expert. You're the prince of the pucks. How did it go last night for Bruins and Cannes Game 6 on your betting slate? Card?
1: It went amazing. Yesterday we talked about it. Uh, right off the bat, I felt very, I, was, I had a lot of conviction about Bruins minus one and a half at home. I feel like the Bruins are the better hockey team. And last night they showed it. They kicked the crap out of that Carolina team. They easily covered the one and a half. That was almost never in doubt. Um, As soon as they scored that second goal, they were just off and running at that point. And then I also had told you about the Bruins three-way money line. If you didn't like the puck line, I was also going to sprinkle some on the three-way money line. So just to win in regulation, that hit, not a problem at all. Then we said, you know what? Brad Marchand has been lighting it up this series. The game's at home. He's going to score a goal. What did he do? Come down the right side of the ice and absolutely snipe the first goal of the game. And I also told you Charlie McAvoy would have a lot of opportunities tonight between power plays and just being on the ice with Hampus Lindholm again. And surely, what did he do? A beautiful pass right into the slot to Aracala, which was tipped into the net, and he got the assist, got the point, we hit that. Uh, this was these All of these bets, by the way, were plus-money bets. The Charlie McAvoy bet was an even-money bet. Every other bet was a plus-money bet, which is as the odds would indicate by being a plus-money bet, the odds are not as in your favor, right? It's more 50-50 or even worse odds than that. Yep. And all four of them hit. That's how we do it here with hockey. I, I, do, I, hate, I hate giving a lot of juice in hockey because there's so many opportunities to get good plus-money bets there, and that's exactly what we did last night. Well,
0: and to your credit, I mean, going back and looking at where the lines were yesterday, the, the money came in on... Carolina puck line, plus one and a half, and the under. And it was just wrong. And, it was and so very wrong. Again, I have not spent, admittedly, like this is, uh, of all the sports we talk about betting, it's the least I bet, so I'm trying to learn. And the market was way off on this game last night. And, the, like, and the we Bruins capitalized. Got their, and I thought a, a big key last night, and the gambling was huge. I thought Swayman, he didn't carry them. But a couple of big saves early, yes. trying to watch the game and also do our show last night with the NFL schedule release on WEEI? I saw him make a couple of saves, including on a breakaway. It was 2-1. Carolina cut the thing in half. Carolina had a breakaway the other way. He made the stop. Bruins scored a couple minutes later, and that was it. So this back and forth about Olmark and Swayman, that thing is done. It's Swayman dead. in Game 7, I thought he was a big key uh, of that win, getting saves early, keeping it 2 nothing.
1: Yeah, I, I think to Swayman's credit, and it might just be like the naivete of being a young goalie, but he has that unflappability that you kind of saw with Tuka Rask, but also shows the emotion that he cares enough unlike Tuka Rask, right? He has the good qualities of Rask, I think, and then also has the good qualities of an elite goaltender. And so I think to his credit, he is he is showing that he's demonstrating that uh he's making big saves when he needs to. Uh and this this Bruins team, that was that was an absolutely electric performance last night.
0: Yeah, the the place was awesome. The jump was great. Uh after that score was first period you get the goal. Uh you felt good after that if you're a Bruins fan. Uh and they end up holding on for the win and as you said it happened. It was funny the over under part of it like I, you know, I'd I been thinking, okay, I'm home with the under, but like you said, when teams get down in the playoffs, I mean, it was four minutes left, and Carolina yanked their goalie, you and then an Brad Marchand goal, gets a really
1: soft spearing call because Carolina yeah. is so far behind. They're like, okay, we can make this call, so they do, and they get the four minute power play, they score there. So it's it's a playoff hockey man. It's a different beast. That's why I told you, if you're gonna bet the total, I. 99% of the time at this point, I'm leaning over just because of the amount of penalties that are called in all of these games. You're seeing the, the the score totals go way over all the time, and they they refuse to move the line off 6.5, and, and that's not high enough. Some of these lines should be 7, 7.5 every night.
0: Well, again, Chime cleared the board. He swept his card last night in hockey, 4-0 and plus money. I can't imagine what the heck the parlay play did you have did you had that as a four piece parlay or was it all separate pieces
1: uh no so you can't you the, it wouldn't allow you to to parlay the uh, puck line and the three way money line okay um, so did you have a three uh three piece parlay that included one of those i did not parlay any of these i individual played all of them look at you didn't you, you parlay everything you didn't parlay that no i i didn't parlay any of it uh wow. because i was i wanted to spread it out a little bit i was heavily but I, when I say heavily, I was heavily invested in Bruins minus one and a half. Uh, just at plus one ninety eight, I wasn't going to get any better value on something I was so had so much conviction Almost on two to one. Yeah, uh, and that's 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 why I was like, I'm not parlaying any of this. I'm just going to solo play it because that's my big play, and it, and it paid off.
0: All right, so I'm not. I don't need a full analysis because if people are maybe finding out for the first time, this is a seven day a week podcast. so We're yep. going to tape uh, tomorrow morning for Bruins and Canes uh, game seven. A nice little four thirty. Uh, Saturday afternoon tilt. I mean, you want an excuse to Whew. get hydrated early in the day. <laughs> there yeah. you go. One of three, three game sevens tomorrow. We may ask for some bonus pucks picks from uh, Prince of the Pucks. for so gotcha. Scheim tomorrow with three game sevens. So, there's been like no betting so far on this game, obviously. But a quick look at here, Scheim. Bruins plus one and a half on the puck line is minus 235. They are plus 112 on the money line. The total is set at five and a half. They are 16 to one to win the cup. I'm not asking full analysis tonight. But uh, or today, I know you're going to be leading Bruins. You've called the Bruins the best team in this series, so you like them. What's going to change for them to win on the road? Because so far, it's been lopsided. The home team has won convincingly basically across the board in all six games.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to play exactly like they played at home last night, right? They have to dominate dominate the puck, and, and one of the big issues that they were having is they were worried about playing it at the point too much. Uh, they would get it deep and then immediately pass back to the point, and it would get intercepted and taken out the other way on an odd man rush frequently. And so what they did last night is they were playing behind the net, down by the goal line. That's where this Bruins team beats up on this Carolina team. They're just bigger, they're more physical, they're more talented. And that's where Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron, and even your fourth line guys, you saw it with Felino, Lazar, and Nosik. That's where they're able to make their hay. Uh, and it pays off, and Forbert gets a, 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 a puck squirts out to the point, and he gets a shot on net, and it goes in. You get a crazy tip every once in a while. That's kind of how it plays out. I am leaning Bruins. Uh, I'm probably going to go Bruins on the three-way money line. But I am very much considering uh, taking Carolina to score the first goal, uh, especially in the first period, like Carolina leading after the first period. I'm going to look into props like that because if you look at all of the games that have been played in Carolina, they always – I mean, prior to last night, Carolina had scored first in every single game against the Bruins this year. That's eight games. They scored first every time. So I'm going to look into those props uh, come tomorrow for sure.
0: Uh, So a lot of the stuff is not out yet. So we're not going to go through props right now. And again, we have a show tomorrow. This is not a Monday through Friday. It's a Monday through Sunday in some some way, shape, or form for most of the next, you know, uh, for the foreseeable future. So we'll get a detailed breakdown of the Bruins. Uh, Again, plus one and a half on the puck line is minus 135. Uh, they are 112 on the money line right now, so a little bit over-even. And the over-under is lower than Shime said. Shime said he wants six and a half and sevens. We're getting five and a half for Which this game crazy. seven tomorrow. Uh, so you know where I'll be leaning. Shime has convinced me on these overs. We'll talk a lot more about this yeah, on maybe. Saturday's uh, BetQL Boston. The big one tonight, obviously, Celtics and Bucks game six. The Really, there's been betting in this series, but the line has not moved a lot. So the where it open is where we are now. Uh, you know, about eight hours or nine hours until tip-off. Celtics are a plus one and a half dog. That's minus 110. They're plus 102 on the money line. There is some minus one out there if you shop, but it's one, one and a half. The total's moved a little bit. It opened at 211. It's down in a lot of places to uh, 205. Uh, the, the, the the money is even. Uh, 32% of the bets and 43% of the money's in the Celtics and the spread. Money line is super even. Like There's not... There's not a lot there. The total, a little bit under 50% of the bets, 60% of the money. So it's not moving a lot. I think the NBA has got this line right from the series pretty much. I think one and a half is fair. I think the total is pretty good. Uh, I- I'm going to go first here, Shime. I think the go Celtics are a team that can win this game on the road. Now, before we get into the game, I, I want to push back against something people are going to see on social media today. And that is this-, this Scott Foster narrative. So Scott Foster in the gambling world is nicknamed the extender. Because there's this idea that people have that they, the NBA sends him in as a veteran referee to three, two series, three, one series, and the trailing team like automatically wins. OK? There was a tweet that was out there in the first round of the playoffs that quoted him as being "19 and two in his last 21 games for a trailing team in a series. That makes sense, Sean? likes, you're down three, one, three, two, two, one, whatever. Yep, the, the stat was he's 19 and two in his last 21 games. It's a fake stat. Now, Scott Foster might be a veteran referee that teams use, the league used to send in with an idea of, hey, let's extend this thing out. But the the 19-2, and 2, I got Scott Foster pulled up on Twitter right now. 20-5, 19, it's just fake. It doesn't exist. In his last 17 games, right, the last three playoff series, the last three playoff years, so this playoff, the last two prior to that, he has refereed 27 games where there's been a team trailing. It's not been tied in our first game of a series. The trailing team is 13-14 and 14 in those 27 games. So it, I, I, he may be the extender. The nickname maybe because he's 0-14 on Chris Paul games. That can be true. But the stat you see out there today, people should not be betting this blindly because of Scott Foster shine. And I, I mention that because people aren't going to do the time to go through like, fact-check tweets because I don't either. I just happened to come across this great Reddit thread last night that was like, no, here are the real numbers. So if you're betting this on Scott Foster extending the series, you're doing it wrong. If you're betting it on the Celtics being uh, as good as the Bucks, having been competitive and already won a game in Milwaukee, Robert Williams coming back, lower scoring game, Giannis being extended in this series, like you can bet it on that narrative, and the Celtics are just as good as the Bucs and you're getting one and a half on the road, that's fine. But I want people to know the Scott Foster stat is a fake stat. Trailing teams are 13-14 and 14 straight up. I didn't look at the spread, but 13-14 and 14 straight up in the last 27 games. When he's refereed a trailing series, that makes sense, Shyam. Is that, is yes, that a that fair PSA for sense. the people before Game Six? I went.
1: think that's a perfect PSA. Uh, I still lean Celtics specifically because oh, no doubt, yeah, yeah, yeah. because because I'm just I, I don't see, they don't lose back to backs in my opinion. It's very too, similar yeah. to the Toronto, the Tampa Bay Lightning in hockey. This team just doesn't lose back to backs. So I, if you have that as your uh, your driving conviction here, I think you should continue to to use that and bet the Celtics. But if you're going blindly off that stat, you are betting the wrong way. You're asking to lose money.
0: And I'll give you one of their stats. So NBA ref stats uh, is a, they keep track. It's got it's a legit account. It's not that fake NFL schedule account that posted yesterday with all the leaks. Good for that guy. Um, the Celtics again. Th- I, I would not use this as my overwhelming. Oh my god! I'm going to bet the Celtics now. But Eric Lewis, one of the three officials tonight. You don't care about his name. What you care about is this: the last 14 playoff games he's officiated for the Celtics, they have won. Ooh. So it's 14 in a row now, because with 1-0 this year. So the Foster stat, I'm not sure if that matters that much. This one, that might matter. Maybe, maybe it balances out. I don't know. I like the Celtics anyway, so neither one of these things is going to turn me off the Celtics. But for, for the reasons you said, I think that's going to be a big uh, uh, Jason Tatum game tonight uh, against the Bucks. And I think the Celtics' defense is going to be the real key. I expect Robert Williams to play, but again, adjust your own line of perceptions. Uh, Shine, based on him traveling and based on what Ime said, do you think Robert Williams plays in this Game Six tonight?
1: Yeah, my guess is he plays. It might be limited, and it might depend on how the game is flowing. Um, I, I think if you see continued perimeter defense by Milwaukee, like they did in Game Five, I think you'll see more Robert Williams. That way, they can they can add some more presence on the inside and then really kind of try and condense that Milwaukee defense. Um, but if I, I think if they're all giving you those threes, I think Robert Williams probably won't play a ton. I think he plays in the game. Just time-wise, I don't know how much. So I wouldn't be betting any Robert Williams props, but I do expect him to play in the game.
0: I'll get your thoughts on player props here in a second. I will tell you that uh, even above the Celtics actually winning tonight and covering the one-and-a-half or money line, whatever, the under is my favorite play. And I'll give you uh, two reasons why. One, uh, or three reasons, I think Robert Williams is back. The Celtics' better defensive team with Robert Williams uh, back there playing defensively, even 10, 15, 20 minutes I think these two teams have learned a lot about each other in the first five games. It's sort of even the explosion there at the end of game four, as you said. You had the Bucks team total under that was trending under until that fourth quarter where they shot the lights out from three. I'm not sure that can happen again. And then historically, the play is the under. So in game sixes like this, since 2004-2005, the under is 83 and 63 overall. Okay, so 20 games over 500. Uh, the Bucks in the last three years, unders there at home. Have gone fifteen and seven. Wow. The under so far from the playoffs this year, eight out of ten. Yeah. So every every single trend in this thing says under. Uh, I was wrong about the, the the total. I bet the over uh, in game three, and I felt burned by that. I feel very strongly tonight. Two eleven is a good number. I've seen it go down to two ten and a half. So my strongest conviction here, Shime, I'm gonna be. I'm already in on the under at 211 yesterday, courtesy of the great state of New Hampshire. Uh, player props, I don't have many tonight, so what do you think? You're on the Celtics tonight. What else stands out for Celtics and Bucks game six?
1: I'm looking at a lot of Jalen Brown props tonight. I think he, for me, is the key to the Celtics offense. Uh, Jason Tatum was weird. Like, he had a 34-point game, but he didn't shoot particularly well, especially from three. But Jalen Brown got so hot in that third quarter, and I think that's kind of where he makes a lot of his hay, right? Because Giannis is generally out, Tatum's resting, it's just a time where they rest those superstars, whether it's foul trouble or just general game fatigue. And Jalen Brown is always there, and he's yeah. in the game, and he is the best player on the court when it, when those times come. And he made he scored sixteen points in the third quarter the other night. So I really I'm looking into uh, Jalen Brown props, especially the uh, over twenty three and a half. I feel pretty good about uh, points wise. Um, I'm still not sure that I want to go with the rebounds prop. Uh, he currently sits at six and a half. It's a little too much for my blood, um, so I may stay away. But I think going a same-game parlay kind of thing of a Jalen Brown over points Celtics win is probably the way for me.
0: Yeah, they have not posted the Grant Williams stuff yet. Uh, i would probably interested in a, a, a sprinkle at, at, my, at one and a half again. I know we did not hit it uh, in game five, but I expect he's going to get those looks on the road in game six. I suspect the Bucks on the road will allow – more three-pointers than they did in Game 5, but I'm not as excited about those three-point props. So it sounds like we are going to be on the Celtics plus the points. I'm going to certainly be on the under, and Shime's going to be locked in on Jalen Brown. Can't wait to watch this game tonight. Can't wait to recap it tomorrow here uh, on Beck UL Boston. How about last night? As the Bruins are playing, we're yapping away myself, uh, your your teammate on the Six Rings podcast, Andy Hart, Kyrie Thompson, our new teammate at Weei.com. The schedule is out, and more than ever, Shime, the Patriots' total of 8.5. I'm betting the under. In fact, I bet oh, the under. Oh, yeah, my man. My- I I bet the under at even money. Under 8.5 wins. My projection to have them at 6 wins. A little bit of wiggle room. If it gets to 8, I'm still going to cover that at 8.5. Uh, I have played two season totals so far. I So far, I played over Vegas Raiders 8.5. I am playing under Patriots 8.5. What did the schedule release do for you last night, and where do you lean on Patriots and 8.5? And it sounds from your celebration chime. It sounds like I know where you're leading.
1: Yeah, I uh, I already had a very strong conviction prior to the schedule release that the Patriots would be under that total. Now seeing the schedule, I am firmly convinced there's a good chance that they lose the final six games of the season, uh, which is just ridiculous. It's an op- it, it, In my opinion, people aren't m- making a big enough deal of how tough that opening four-game stretch is. Then you get the cupcake portion of the schedule, but then after the bye, man, it's not easy. Like, yes, you get the Jets, Vikings, and then Jets, but then you get – there's six possible hardest games on the schedule for the Patriots. You get the Bills twice. You get the Bengals. Uh, it's going to be a disaster for them. Uh, I just don't think the team is that good, especially with the idea that Matt Patricia might be calling plays for the offense. I am very much in, on in your camp. I am under 8.5 for the New England Patriots. Uh, I know Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, but you can only do so much with so little. So I am uh, very firmly on the under there of 8.5
0: okay so you said to me off the air you have a lock for week one like I <laughs> yep I know I know the odds are out there and I should be looking but with this podcast launching and a bunch of the, I, I just said I can't I can't because I will sit down and I will start looking at it and start making bets for week one yep so I have not looked at all you told me of a week one lock you're ready to hand out on Friday the 13th of May. For week one of the NFL schedule.
1: Yeah, uh, so actually FanDuel tweeted out all the odds for the week one games. Uh, and one very much caught my eye. That would be the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Uh, the Broncos are only favored by four and a half. And I am hammering that. I am going to take the Broncos <laughs> to the house. Are you kidding me? So Russell Wilson in his first game as a Denver Bronco gets to go into Seattle. He is going to stomp the yard with those bozos. That Seattle team, first of all, is awful they're probably going to have drew lock starting opening day at quarterback which is ridiculously bad I, I i understand the jerry judy news is out there i that doesn't really impact me very much you still have Cortland sutton you still have tim patrick you still have albert o, you still have the running backs and you have russell wilson uh, and the denver defense is good yeah denver minus four and a half absolute mortal lock week one of the nfl season
0: so and that's in j- may june july august so four months out you're going heavy on a road dog to start the NFL season.
1: A uh, road favorite, yes.
0: Oh, road, yes, road favorite. You, a home dog. You're going against a home. You are sick. Yes. You're a sick pup. Road yep. favorite, week one, NFL, four months advance.
1: Zero hesitation.
0: But the money just sits. That, that's what, I, well, this is a, a future evergreen conversation for this show is the idea of do you want to tie your money up in futures or not? Like how much do you want to have it sit here in your account for six months? Which is always a tough gamble uh, for me. It's just, it's annoying to just see it sit there and they don't release it until the season's over. So,
1: yeah, my we plan get- is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait and see how uh, Saturday night goes, game seven for the Bruins. Because <laughs> if I double up the money I made last night or even triple up the money I made last night, I will be placing a heavy wager on that Broncos play. Uh,
0: Red Sox are opening up a season. Uh, uh, see, they should be start restarting their season. They stink right now 11 and 20 through 31 games. Yeah. Uh, minus, half, minus one and a half on the red line is plus 155. Evens on the money line. Total is uh, eight and a half right now. The under is juiced up to 115. Uh, I don't have a good feel on this game. Uh, I will just say that if you're looking for player props to mix in with same-game parlays or if you want to use somebody in daily fantasy, uh, Marcus Simeon, four for 13 lifetime against Nick Pavetta, who has pitched well the last couple of starts for the Red Sox. But uh, Simeon's got him for a couple extra base hits, four for 13, and he is uh, plus 110 over one and a half total bases, but with this Red Sox team right now, I got to be honest—they are, they're they're flailing so bad, and they blew another save on Wednesday. Like I, I'm curious to see what they look like this weekend. Then they got to go home, come home and face the rain, uh, the uh, the Astros next week in, like eighty degree weather at Fenway Park. What's yeah, that?
1: the hottest team in baseball, the Astros. Yeah. By the way, so uh, I, uh, I, the only play I like in this, I actually kind of like the Texas Rangers first half money line. So through five innings, uh, yeah, it's getting really degenerate for you. But uh, no, no, first, first five is a very popular baseball bet shot. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. People love first. I five. don't bet baseball enough. Like you, like you, I'm learning more about gambling baseball like you are with hockey. Uh, so uh, I'm going to use some of that bankroll I made last night and uh, roll it into Texas Rangers' uh, first half money line. All right,
0: so we th- we are uh, getting set for Celtics tonight. We have Game 7 Bruins tomorrow, Red Sox all weekend. I got some PGA stuff. Once we get the cut out of the Hell, way, I'll have yeah. a PGA pick or two tomorrow uh, for this Byron Nelson, which is a very good, very competitive tournament. And, yes, you heard me right, tomorrow. We are going Monday through Sunday with this podcast. The plan is to tape tomorrow. What? You can see a producer's show, and then we'll tape it what? 9.15, 9.30, tomorrow morning, Shine, Does that work for you? That works. So we'll tape then, and then we'll have a full Bruins, a full Bruins uh, buffet with Prince of the Pucks, uh, Chris Shine. <laughs> if you want to help out this show, which, by the way, is free. We're not charging you anything for this unbelievable Chris Shine hockey information. Your story. Couple, couple uh, ways you can help the show. You can certainly follow us on social media at BetQLBoston. Uh, they're on Twitter. No Instagram yet, maybe at some point, but on Twitter. But really, 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 the way you help us out, is subscribe to some version of this podcast feed. The three ways to do it, you go to the Odyssey app, you search BetQL Boston, hit that orange subscribe button, and then you get every new podcast on the app on your phone. iTunes, which is where I get my uh, podcast shine, you search BetQL Boston, subscribe, and every new episode shows up in your feed. And you're a Spotify guy, so you know yes. how does it work on Spotify so if you want to subscribe on Spotify.
1: Spotify, you just type in BetQL Boston, will pop right up. You can click the follow button, it'll alert you every single time. Uh, that we have a new episode, you can download that puppy and listen to it whenever you want, wherever you are.
0: Odyssey app, iTunes, Spotify, BetQL Boston. Please subscribe. Tell a friend. Get your wife to subscribe. Get your kids' iPads to subscribe. Go to an Apple iTunes I- iPhone store and subscribe all those phones there. Who, who cares? Just go crazy with this. Want we'll people to know about the show so we can make it bigger and better for you. And if you follow us on Twitter at BetQL Boston, let us know what your locks are uh, for tonight, this Friday, or. Uh, The weekend. Prince of Pucks, rest up. You got a big one tomorrow. Celtics and Bucks. Enjoy it, buddy. Thank you. Can't wait, Mutt. Thanks.